And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with my wife, Catrice. Oh, good day. And this is Touch of God. And we're continuing the series on the dwelling place, dwelling with Jesus, the creator of all things and in all things hold together. Amen. And uh, today we're going to talk more about the importance of knowing Jesus. And so over to you, Catrice. Hey, well, good day to everyone. And yes, we are reviewing John chapter 15, verse 5, and we were reviewing having a relationship in the secret place with God. There's so many of us who want to have a deeper relationship, but we don't understand the meaning of relationship. What does a relationship mean? If you're already struggling with your earthly relationships, how can you have a relationship with the heavenly father? How do you have a relationship with something that is invisible that you don't completely understand? Well, So many people have those questions. I've even had that question and we all have to go down a certain path with anyone just to develop a good relationship. What are the things that will help us develop a good relationship in the secret place with our heavenly father? So we want to examine those things and I'm just going to read some things right now that you can do to have a better relationship with your heavenly father. When you're getting to know someone, you want to simply become more familiar with them. This could mean a a friend that you meet. It could be someone that you're interested in to maybe get married to. You want to get to know them better. In order to get to know them better, you become more familiar. This is what you have to do with God. You have to become more familiar with who God is. When we become more familiar with who someone is, it creates intimacy, right? And so that means into me, you see, right? With God. And one of the things I was just thinking about that, Catrice, is we have the Gospels written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they were witnessing what God was like, God the Son, Jesus, while he was walking the earth. Sometimes we can find out about someone based on someone else's opinion if we can't talk to them directly. So knowing about Jesus, a lot of that comes from, amen, knowing and reading the word of God and what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John witnessed as they walked with him for several years, amen. And uh, of course, now we have the opportunity to know Jesus directly one-on-one in the secret place. Amen. And that's why God removed the veil so that we would have this opportunity to commune with him. And then, of course, his son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, who he sent as the comforter. We all want to get to this point. Another thing that you can do that we reviewed in the previous program was you can lean on and trust in God. Any good relationship that you have as the more you spend time with them, you develop a trust where you can count on what they're doing. You can count on what they're saying. It's like in Proverbs chapter three, verses five to six, where you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all his ways and he will direct your path. Do you trust in the person that you're having a relationship with. If you're in the secret place and you want to get to know the Lord better and spend time with him, you have to have a trusting relationship. That's not just for God, but that's for any earthly relationship. I hope that this is helping you to relate to developing 
a relationship with God even more. Thirdly, you want to learn the character and the nature of God. Who is God? This is not something that's foreign to obtain, but an easier way to think about it is, again, if you were in a relationship with an individual and you just met them, and let's say you found out about their name, maybe you could look up what their name means. Maybe you could look up what, what are their interests? What are their goals? What do they stand for? What do they believe in? These are the things that you want to find out about God. In order to find out more about God, you can go and understand him in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. If the word was God, then you can go to the word and you can find out more about God. How many of us would love to know more about God? The fourth thing that you can do is you can become devoted to God as your Lord, when we be first become saved, we make Jesus our Lord and our Savior. What does it mean to have a Lord and Savior? That means you're calling upon that individual in every situation and every circumstance. You want to focus on someone being your Lord and Savior, not just saying it, but what happens when you're in a situation in a circumstance and you need a Lord and Savior, you need someone that you can count on. Well, you ask the Lord, please help me. Please show me how to do this. Please show me how to do that. And that's what happens in that situation. And then number five, you have faith in what God does. You believe in the individual that you've grown and you've come to have a relationship. Now, the reason why I put these things in this order is because if I put become familiar with God, but I put have faith in God first, you can't have faith in someone you're not familiar with. Right. So yeah. having faith had to come last. I couldn't put have faith in God before lean on and trust in God because you can't lean on and trust in someone that you don't know. Right. How many of us would take our money and, and give it away to someone that we don't know? We wouldn't do it because we, we don't know them. We need to know who they are. Will they try to take the finances that we give them or will they invest in wisely? So knowing God, leaning on and trusting in God would have to come before having faith. Knowing who that person is, is alongside the same thing as trusting and becoming familiar with, but knowing the character and the nature of God still has to come before having faith in God. And then deciding that once you're more familiar with God, you do make him your Lord and Savior. Once you make him your Lord and Savior, then you can have faith in him and you can trust in him at the same time. And a lot of this is you you will read the word of God and you will read about the stories in the, in the Bible. You will read about how God the Father uh, reacted and acted to certain situations of the children of Israel. And you will see that the Lord was extremely forgiving and lenient and graceful and merciful. He forgave them many, many times over when they were flip-flopping between knowing him and following him and following idols and other gods. And you would be amazed that as you read the word of God, how many times God forgave them if they would just turn to him. And you could therefore build up a picture in your heart of how forgiving our Father is in heavenly places, how forgiving He is of our sins 
and what we have done wrong and all the time that we haven't spent with him. He's forgiving of us those things. He just wants a legitimate relationship with us. He wants us to get to know him for he is good and he is worthy to be known. He is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be worshipped for he is good and there is no bad in him. We just have to trust that he is who he says he is. And God is a man of his word, and he literally is. His son literally is the word. Amen. Jesus is the word and was the word made flesh. Excellent. While examining what a relationship is, again, I'm going to go back to a chapter that we had spoken about in a previous program, which was Revelation chapter 21, verse 3. Then I heard a mighty voice from the throne, and I perceived its distinct words saying, See, the abode of God is with men, and he will live and camp tent among them, and they shall be his people, and God shall personally be with them and be their God. So God's intent is to be with us, to personally be with us, to encamp around us. He wants to be our God and he wants us to be his people. That sounds like a relationship to me. That's the relationship that you want to have when you're in the secret place, when you're in the dwelling place, when you're remaining in Christ and Christ is remaining in you. Again, we're going to go ahead and examine what does it mean to be in Christ? Why is this so important? As we're developing a relationship, we want to abide. We want to remain in Christ. Well, how do you do that? A good way to think about it is if you have a relationship with an individual, once you know each other so much, certain things begin to happen. I know I had a friend and we happened to be the same size. So we began to share our clothes sometimes because we wore the same size. And really after a while, I didn't know what clothes were hers and she didn't know what clothes were mine because we wore the same size. We became one in decision-making. We became familiar with what each other liked. So they could go to the counter if I had food. They could order food for me. They knew what kind of animals I would like at the zoo. They knew what kind of artwork I would like because we became one. We we knew each other so well that we could just begin to do things for each other by gifts, knowing that what the other individual would like. This is what we want to do with God. We want to come to him in the secret place and we want to speak to him as if he's our friend. And when we begin to speak to him as if he's our friend and not our boss, something happens. We become one with him. We already know, begin to know at least, as as we're allowing our minds to be renewed by the word, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our minds get renewed because we begin to learn about the word of God, which is God. When we begin to do that, then we already know that God is love. God stands for love. God stands for truth. As we begin to read his word, we know that we can trust in the Lord. All of these attributes you begin to learn and know you don't learn it on day one, but really when you have a relationship with anyone, you don't know everything on day one and it does take time. And this is why being in the secret place and dwelling with the Lord is so important because it is going to take time. 
you don't get a download the first day. It's not something that you you can supersede. You have to spend time in his word, spend time being familiar with him. So then you know that God will come through every single time. How many of us want God to come through every single time? I know that I do. When we're talking about being in the Lord, what we want to look at is the definition of being in the Lord. So when you're in the Lord, he's among you. He's before you. You're in the presence of him. You're in the sight of him. He becomes a habit. You become equipped with the Lord. And even at some point you become possessed with the Lord, which is you're becoming one with the Lord. And you don't know his beginning from your end because you start to take on the nature and the characteristics of the Lord as you commune with him, as you let him know, this is what's going on, Lord. You cast your cares upon the Lord, right? As you call upon him with all your prayers and supplications, like it says in Philippians 4, which all of this is interesting, but it's helping you to develop a good and healthy relationship. And why is this so important? We need to have faith in the Lord, especially for a time like this. It's so important to have faith in the Lord because when things come up, we don't want to just run to the Lord only when something comes up. When something comes up and you haven't built a relationship with the Lord, then you begin to have condemnation, which is outside of the Lord. We have condemnation outside of the Lord because we're not in Christ. When you're in Christ, then you know he will never leave or forsake you because you've read his word and you know what his promises are. But when you haven't taken the time to know the Lord, then you're outside of him and you don't know what God is doing. Now, what I'm going to do is take some time to go back and read John 15 verse 5 to you, which is the verse that we're on. I am the vine you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. So when you're outside of God and you don't have a relationship with him and you don't know what he's about, you're not able to do anything in the secret place because you don't have a relationship. It's like going up to a stranger and asking them to watch your kid. They're going to be like, I don't know you. Get away from me. I don't know you. And you're going to be like, but I'm this type of person. I'm that type of person. I'm a good person. But you going up to a stranger and saying all of that, it doesn't mean anything. He's like, I don't know you. I want to help you, but I don't know you. And we don't want God to say to us, I don't know you. I knew you not. This is so, it's so important that you have a relationship with God and at the last moment, you don't try to jump in the closet and just expect all kinds of things. God will never fail you. He won't let you down, but he does want a relationship with you. And God knows the difference when you haven't had a relationship with him and you haven't come to him, but he loves you and he knows your heart. So I just want everyone to just take time right now and think about having a relationship with God. What are some things that we mention that maybe you can do some more of? 
Maybe you're doing some of these things. Maybe you're becoming familiar with God. You're reading his word and maybe you're not getting full understanding of his word and you don't understand what this is all about. And maybe that's causing you not to trust in the Lord. Maybe you're, you are a believer. You are trying to spend time with him in the secret place, but you don't necessarily feel as if you're hearing his voice. Beloved, if you pick up the word and you begin to definitely search for who is God, you can go to Psalms 121. It says he won't sleep or slumber concerning you. When you begin to meditate on his precepts, on his words, when you begin to incline your ear to his sayings, it will be life to all who read it in health to all of their flesh. But you can only learn this by knowing who God is. And Psalm 138 verse 2 says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth and faithfulness. For you have exalted above all else your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above all your name. So even above God's name is his word. So that is why we can be comfortable and we can be assured that the word of God is true. And when we read about the Lord in his word, we can be satisfied and be assured that we are truly knowing the the intent of his heart in all things. When he spoke to different people, when he took action against different situations, both the Father and the Son, by way of the Holy Spirit, Jesus walking upon the earth as recorded in the books of the New Testament. So we can be assured of being able to understand the nature of God, the character of God, and learn about him, get to know him based on his word, but also spending time with the Lord in the secret place, in the private room, as it talks about in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. Amen. Amen. We definitely want to do that. And when we take those steps, it causes us to have faith in the Lord and have faith in what he tells us. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. This is so important. We cannot come to God and not believe that he doesn't exist. This is a must before you go forward. You have to believe in who you're spending time with and make sure that this is not a formula that you are speaking to God and having a relationship like a friend, if you turn it into a formula, then you're going to not purposefully, but indirectly be treating God like an ATM by saying, I come to the secret place. I sit here for, I don't know, 45 minutes and I didn't get anything because you're thinking I push these buttons. This is how it's supposed to work. I'm expecting a voice from the ceiling and let's get it done. And you couldn't go up to a stranger and do that because it takes time to get to know someone. Amen. And in faith is, as we see in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We do not see the Lord with our physical eyes. Obviously, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the others saw Jesus with their own eyes. But for you and I today and Catrice, in the year 2021, we do not see the Lord with our physical eyes, but we believe that he exists and that he did come to the earth. Amen. And so 
we must be careful that we do not decide to not believe in the Lord because we can't see him with our physical eyes. And I give you an example. Do we believe in gravity? Well, we believe in gravity. Well, we don't see it with our physical eyes, but we know it's there. Have you ever seen the actual money inside your bank account? No one has ever seen it physically in their bank account. They just see a report of it. They see a word of it. They see a balance of it in numbers on a computer screen or in a book or on some kind of report. So I trust that the balance that shows on my phone is the actual money I have in the bank. I trust that that bank website is true. But I have to have faith that that money actually exists and I do actually have that amount of money inside the bank. So it has never failed me. The bank has never failed me. Much more the word of God shall never fail you in its truth because the word of God is more true than the most accurate bank statement there is and the word of God is forever settled in heaven Psalm 119 verse 89 so we can truly put our whole heart of trust and faith that the Lord is true he exists he's here to help he's here to reconcile you back to him he has paid so much and he just loves you and wants you to know him Amen. And there is no end to the Lord. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 says, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Now, you see the fact that it's three times there he says i will not i will not i will not and when the lord says something three times he is stressing it he is showing you the importance and how much he really means it you're seeing his heart and that is the best parent you could ever ask for a parent that you can trust your heavenly father but this parent did so much more than any other parent has ever done on the earth that he sent his only son to die for you and I, that we would be reconciled back to him, back to God. But he will never leave you nor forsake you. And it's quoted many times, but the entire verse contains this much deeper assurance with these repetitions, especially coming out of the Amplified Version. Amen. Well, I hope those who have been listening, that you have a better idea of what you can do in the secret place to draw near to God as he draws near to you. There's a reason why God removed the veil and it's because he loves you so much. So right now, if you're sitting there and you're, you're thinking, I have not spent time with the Lord. Maybe you don't trust in the Lord. Maybe you're not as familiar with the Lord as you think that you are. We all have learning and growing to do, but that's the wonderful thing about a relationship. It's never too late to have a relationship. It's never too late to invest more time into things that you love or people that you love. And so right now, move forward in your secret place. Think about ways that you can commune with God. Make a list of things that maybe you want to talk about the Lord, talk to the Lord with that you haven't had time to talk to him about, or maybe you thought he wouldn't care about the things that were on your heart, but God deeply cares about you and he wants to commune with you. Amen. 
So, Father, we pray today to you by the name of your son, Jesus, that these precious souls listening and watching today will trust in you even more than they already do today, that they will spend more time with you, just like, Lord, we have to be disciplined to spend more time with you because, Lord, you not only deserve for our time, Lord, you have paid for us with a special price, a precious price of your blood, your sacrifice. Lord, we are not our own. You own us, Lord. We are not our own. We have been bought with a price. So, Lord, we thank you today for allowing the means for us to meet you, to be with you, to talk with you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, today that we will know you even more than we already do today. In Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, today. We bless you. We honor you. And we thank you for touching the hearts of these people. You're not mad with us. You love us. And we just thank you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. That's all the time we have this week. If you have any questions, want us to pray for you, give us a call at country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. You can reach us at the website, touchofgod.world, touchofgod.world. And until the same time next week, you be blessed. Amen. Amen.